0: Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get Pretty to work. Sure they're illegal. <laughs> with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Roy is in Phoenix, and he's now in Mark and Neanderthal's middle school. Some questions, some answers, some connections, some baseball tickets, I think. Yeah. That's what we're going with this. Yeah, we got Diamondbacks All tickets right. to give away. Hell yeah. All right, Roy. Here
1: are your questions. We're talking about meat since we are during this week. Giving someone a chance to win their weight in meat. Now, the USDA grades beef, and they put it into three categories. Which is the best? Select, choice, or prime? Prime. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Really, when you look at those words, they're kind of interchangeable. You know, you could it can be. Yeah. You could set them up in a lot of different ways. Some people would say synonymous. Yeah. Now, here's your next question. The grades are based on the amount of what in the beef? Is it fentanyl, marbling, or calcium? Marbling. Mm -hmm. Marbling, exactly Unless it's Monsanto, then there could be fentanyl. (laughs) And uh, you've already won, but one more question just for fun. Which of these is the most expensive cut, generally speaking? Tenderloin? Chuck
0: steak or Steakums? tenderloin. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you really can't beat a good Steakem, <laughs> especially like three thirty in the morning after you've come back from the club.
1: Yeah, although Steakums, you know, takes so long to prepare. You, you know, you got to throw them on the grill. You got
0: to heat the grill up. Yeah, the problem you with know. Steakums is you really got to cook them thoroughly. <laughs> yes, you really do. Hey, and long as a medium rare. <laughs> Tough to hit that. Tough to hit that perfect medium rare with a steakum, though. It
1: is. I'd say it's actually kind of dangerous <laughs> trying to do a steakum medium rare. But uh, anyway,
0: yeah. steakums. <laughs> steakums by Listeria. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on with us. You are a winner. All right. Now I got my mouth all ready for some steakums on toasted white bread. Oh yeah, man. Oh steak brother, it's the worst and yet best at the right. Ste- steakums are like the the uh, the convenience store burrito of beef. Yeah, I would I would describe them as
1: the food equivalent to the Jennifer Garner movie, Peppermint, in my book.
0: Absolutely awful, and, and yet, yet perfect. Fantastic. Yeah, no, I get it, completely. All right, so this is the rarity. We got some Mark and Andrew Paul hate mail.
2: I'm writing this because I want you to know how much I hate your stupid show.
0: So this comes in. Uh, this came into the Mark and Interpol, uh Facebook page, and um, I'm gonna I'll keep the name out of it because I don't want to inflame the guy any more than he's already obviously having a bad life. Uh, yesterday morning, we get a, a message from somebody that says, "I don't understand why you have to be a screaming, freaking liberal. Cry about fireworks, bitch about diesel trucks. Shaking my head. What's next?" Don't you realize the majority of the people that listen to your radio station are hillbilly white males and covet <laughs> most of the things you whine about? This is where it gets good. Right. I am new to the Valley. Oh, look, another Californian coming here to tell us what to do. Maybe. I am new to the Valley and loved the show until you started being such a crybaby. Mm. All right, so what he's talking about is uh, a couple days ago uh, we, we, we opined about the... Overuse of fireworks. The people in my neighborhood, especially my neighbor, I have a neighbor that starts at about five o'clock in the afternoon on July fourth and doesn't stop until about two thirty in the morning on July sixth.
1: Yeah, your your it's opinion. One of those guys. Your opinion was was very strong. I, I I only say, hey, you know what? I get it. You're going to light up some fireworks. Just. Don't go into, like, 1 a.m. You know, do it, like, for an hour.
0: Yeah, no, no, and and I'm with that. By the way, I'm all on board with that. The thing that I have issue with is, and I'm not alone in this because the local news and everybody I know who owns dogs has the same feeling. Your fireworks cause the dogs and cats. Look, the, the Humane Society talks about how during the Fourth of July holiday and New Year's when fireworks are prevalent here in the Valley, that's when most dogs go missing and the shelters end up full. So on that side... I make no apologies. The other side of that is veterans with PTSD also don't like fireworks. So I'm sorry, sir, if our compassion for pets and vets (laughs) runs contrary to your personal belief systems. As far as the diesel truck thing goes. That wasn't um, us. That was somebody else. It was a listener, but I certainly did chime in and have an opinion. This is what she called it and said to us the other day.
2: Well, I'm driving into work. This is a dick move. When people cut you off to break it right in front of you because they didn't want to drive
0: behind that diesel. Yeah, well, getting cut off at any time is not, not yeah. fun. Yeah, and, and what she's talking about is there are guys, and and you know who you are, and you've been behind one of them, who drive a diesel truck, who have the ability to, when they downshift, blow a big plume of black smoke out of their exhaust system, blinding the two or three cars behind them. <laughs> That's not a liberal standpoint. <laughs> you're just a douchebag that, when no, you that's, do that. That's libtardish. Yes, what exactly what it there. is. Yes, I'm completely in the tank for Hillary when I talk about this. It's just a jerk. It's a dick move. It's not got nothing to do with with liberal or or conservative or politics or anything, dude. Yeah, and I drink some decaf. I, settle down. I brought up the fireworks thing the other day
1: just because you, when you get a dog, you go from fireworks lover to fireworks hater. It's just it's just I, yeah. something that happens very normally because you see how it, your dog reacts to, it. and some dogs are different. Yes and no,
0: I think I think you go to you have a lower tolerance for yeah, things. Yeah, lower
1: tolerance is a better Cause, way cause to I say think, it. Because I still love fireworks, but yeah. I, I just I you know I hate it all around my house for hours and hours at a time. But people are going to do what they're going to do. I I just say you know if you're if you're one of those people doing your th- your stuff at your house, just think about your neighbors a little bit and just you know keep it. Compacted into an hour, hour into hour or two at
0: reasonable hours. And as far as hillbilly tendencies go, I am fully armed with lots and lots of guns. I drive a pickup truck and a Harley Davidson. Have long hair. I don't know that. I don't know that I'm not out of the realm of hillbilly stereotype. I just love the use of the word hillbilly. I do you too. Never I hear that yeah. one anymore. Yeah. So no. welcome to the valley, yeah. unnamed disgruntled listener. We appreciate you being there, despite your opinions to the contrary of how our show goes. So, do hillbillies love meat? Uh, well, I think, I think so. they do. A possum roadkill.
1: Yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> well, we are giving you an opportunity to win your weight in meat. We're going to tell you all about it and play back some more messages from oh, people who want to win their weight in meat. talk meat. All righty then. When you're waiting
0: meat. Of course. Woo.
1: When you're
2: waiting
1: meat. It will be fun to eat. Eat. When you're waiting meat. Win your weight in meat. Win your weight in meat. That's what we're talking about. Winning your weight in meat. Thanks to Von Hansen's for helping us out. And remember, Friday, you know, on, on, on Thursday, basically, tomorrow at around
0: 10 o'clock in the morning, we're going to shut down the, the special meat line that we've got hooked up. Which is 602-476-1807. If you yeah. want to win your weight in meat, call that, leave us a message, tell us who you are, uh, how much you weigh, and what your favorite meat is, and then you can have your chance to win your weight in meat. And then Friday that person that is randomly chosen will come in we will weigh
1: them and we will award them the prize all right so do you want to hear what uh, what kind of voicemails we're getting
0: we're getting a lot of interesting voicemails people love the thought of winning their weight in meat well we got this from Guido this one's Guido made a note said we have to listen to this cuz we have somebody that called multiple times yesterday to try and get their their yeah. entry in now yeah. we're only going to take one one entry at a time but come on
2: here we go <laughs> Hey, my name is John Froman. I'm uh, contacting about the meat, of course. I'm, a, I'm in uh, Tempe, Arizona. I'm a big fan of ribeye. I really want to meet. I play football at ASU. would go to a good cause. Feeding all the boys. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> John Froman, nephew of Abe Froman, sausage king of Chicago. Not sure you knew that. Wow.
2: Yeah. Uh, so John wasn't done. Hey, it's John again. <laughs> I forgot to leave my weight. Um, I'm 225 pounds of uh, All-American corn. And I'd really like to be considered for this challenge. Thank you. Oh, I already gave it to him. This is the second call. Yeah, I forgot. Thank you. Kisses. One. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, from. <laughs>
0: Froman, get in
2: here. <laughs> hey, it's uh, me, John Froman, calling uh, for a third time. I realized I probably should have it all in the same message. I'm 225 pounds. Wait wait, you gained five pounds. Really, like, Am I a kid? No, that's Sorry, I'm getting distracted by these, these patrons. But, um, I'm from Tempe, Arizona. I really like, I really like ribeye. Any meat's good. And honestly, I'm just trying to gain weight for the uh, upcoming football season. <laughs> I really want the meat. To uh, I really want the (laughs) meat. I really want, I really want the meat to uh, for the football season upcoming. I play yes, thank you so much. Goodbye.
1: Yes, you know excellent job, John. You know what really disappoints me about that? It it doesn't seem like any of those guys are taking this seriously.
0: (laughs) That's very upsetting. Uh, John is absolutely <laughs> taking it seriously. He's burning some prime cell phone minutes to get to us. Three phone calls. You know, who John is John is uh, um, what's his name from uh, from Swingers? John oh, Favreau. John He's John Favreau, Favreau from Swingers. Calling back. Calling yeah. back. Hi, it's me. We met earlier. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, uh, you know, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was the guy with the. You know, in case you forgot, I was yeah. the. Yeah. yeah, I was the guy. Yeah. So so John Froman is John Favreau in Swingers. He's money and he doesn't even know it. That's that's right. Yeah. All right, so,
1: so he is our guy <laughs> for this time around trying to win. We'll have more later.
2: Hey, this is Robert from Scottsdale. It's time for Time Out for Spanish. Tiempo afuera para español, y lo sé muy bien. As a public service, and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known,
0: Mark and Paul are taking Time Out for Spanish.
1: Good morning, it's Mark and Neanderthal. This is Nicholas, right? Yes, it is. Okay. We've got Nicholas from Levine on the phone with us, playing timeout for Spanish. This is for Sammy Hagar and George Thorogood tickets. Simple game, Nicholas. We'll give you a Spanish phrase, and then you have to translate it into English using three choices. Are you ready?
0: I am ready. All right, Nicholas, here we go. Here's your Spanish phrase. No entiendo, pero tampoco me importa por lo que funciona. Did you hear that? Uh, I think I need to hear it one more time. Alrighty then?
1: No entiendo, pero tampoco me importa por lo que funciona.
0: Alright, that does translate into one of the following is it A, if we shouldn't eat at night, why is there a light in the fridge?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good question. B I'm gonna go stand outside, so if anybody asks for me, I'm outstanding. Ooh. <laughs> Or C, I don't understand, but I also don't care, so it works out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it has to be C.
0: It does have to be C. Yes. Well done. Nice job, Nicholas. Time out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal.
2: Let's,
1: let's update everybody on my ongoing battle. My ongoing struggle with the Arizona State Department
0: of Revenue. This has been going on for well over a year as oh, far as on the show goes. Paul, it's... On the show, we've yeah. been talking about it for over a year. This so, is ridiculous. So a couple of Fridays ago, I wake up from a lovely nap in the middle of the day. Of course, that's the beautiful part about living here and doing the hours that we do. You can sleep during the middle of the day. So I get up at 2.30 and I had a message waiting for me
1: on my cell phone
2: we are trying to contact you from the Arizona Department of Revenue. Please contact
0: us, X-02. Yeah, yeah. all right, blah, all right blah, So blah. we know the yeah, Arizona so. Department of Revenue. Creepy okay. sounding message, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like spam. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a real
1: a real message. It's like, uh, hey, we have better audio equipment, you know, from 1972. That was that was good for 1972. It's sure. been updated since then. All right. So um, where are we at with that? Anyway, I've got this long running problem. Uh, my wife and I own this condo that we rent out to people. What are you, big time at me? <laughs> yes. And uh, as a condo owner who is, renting it out, we need to pay 1.5% of all rents collected to the state, which then distributes it to the city that the condo is in, which is Chandler. All right. So, um, I, I have. this has been going on for a, a long time, since January of 2020. There nice. have been phone calls and letters. Everything they tell me, the, the people are always nice, but they always tell me something different. They wasn't send this, letters that
0: are indecipherable. Wasn't this the one that started off at like four bucks? Uh, four cents. <clears throat> four cents. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yeah, Four cents. at four cents. Uh, I assume it has ballooned since then?
1: Well... Uh, so it was Friday. I'm like, you know what? I actually have some time. Let me call. So I call. By the way, their voice menu options have recently changed. Have recently changed, and so your call I, is very important to them. So I had to listen carefully. Yes, of course. Uh, so I waited on hold for 26 minutes while this music played. Again, only the best fidelity. Right. Wait for it. Right here.
0: Wait for it. Wait for it.
1: Thank you for your patience. Please continue to hold. I will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they make it really difficult to want to right? continue. I wonder what the hang-up rate is there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's one of the problems.
1: I've tried many times, but it takes forever sometimes. So, finally, after 26 minutes, Yvette comes on, and Yvette was very friendly. Okay. All the people I've spoken to are, are very, very friendly. Of it's course. Just they that want your money. They... That... <laughs> They always tell you different things. So she is able to actually finally, for the first time in two and a half years, tell me what the exact problems are. And they are? I sent in my monthly tax payment in January of 2020, but I forgot to send in the form that goes with it. Which wouldn't be true because I'm old school and I never send a check in an envelope without wrapping it in a piece of paper. And obviously the form would be the natural piece of paper to wrap the check in. Your Honor,
0: may I approach the bench? Yep. Uh, Do you have a record of that check that had been sent in having been debited from your account? Yes. All right. So they, they took the money. Right. And it was debited from your account. Right. Because the check cleared. Yes. But I didn't send the form in, so that's bad. But but but, that's they, a, but they got the money. Yeah. and but, that's, they, but
1: they got the money. That's okay. I don't mind filling out the form retroactively. That's all not right. a problem. Yeah,
0: you know, because we're putting TPS cover sheets on the, on the reports these days.
1: I know. Yeah. So uh, the other problem was I missed making my September 2021 payment. Well, I went that's back, on you. It, it is. I went back into my checkbook, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. It's all, it's not there. So, yeah. okay. I will fill out the one form, and that's fine. I will fill out the other form. And write the check for sixteen fifty, and I'm good to go. All right. So I got off the phone. I did those two things, and I thought I was done. No. Nope. I'm not done. Oh. What Yvette failed to tell me was that actually filling, sending the forms in late and sending the payment in late triggers the penalty phase. Well, of
0: course it does. Of the operation. Well, that's, of course it does. Any Department of Revenue, you know what the job at the Department of Revenue is? Revenue. Right. Yeah. So any yeah. delay in any way, shape, or form. I love the fact that they took your taxes, they, they cashed the check, but you know what? That form's not with it. It's going to cost you some more money, son. Get this. $100 penalty for what? not for not sending the form in twice because you didn't do you didn't do the set the uh, September form so that a, form didn't come in either
1: and a $75 payment for not sending the payment in on time so 175 dollars in penalties you know I've been I've been semi-amused about this whole thing over the past couple of years. Yeah, when it was four cents. Yes, no, I understand cents. it. No, we, we yeah. were mocking it. We were
0: outright mocking the stupidity of this yeah. thing because it cost them more manpower hours yeah. to chase you for the for the fees than it was really worth. Once it gets to three to three digits on the left side of yeah. the decimal point, yeah,
1: then right. then it's not as funny anymore. And, <laughs> there's, and, and you know what? At the end of the day, there's really only two things I can do about it. Nothing. And like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, So. And you know know what? Like I said, uh, it's very simple stuff. If somebody had just explained this to me, but I got all these millions of different explanations. And that is why their recording starts with this.
2: Please be advised that by law, the department is not legally bound by any
0: verbal advice given during our conversation. I love this. They're not legally responsible for anything they say. No. God, if we could only get a job
1: like that. And thus wraps up, I hope, my battle with the Arizona State Department of Revenue. Let's talk about winning your weight in meat. Win your weight in meat, man. Win your weight in meat, man. That would be a feed man. A carnivorous
0: treat, man. You could have a feast, man. Win your weight in meat. Simple to do, just give us a call at 602 476 1807. Tell us who you are, how much you weigh, and what your favorite meat is. And uh, and you could possibly win your weight in meat.
2: Hi, my name is Kimber Maroney. I am calling from Phoenix. I think I forgot what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> my weight is 140 pounds, and my favorite meat is venison meat sticks because that's what I grew up eating. Because my dad's a hunter, and It is delicious all
1: right bye venison meat sticks a family tradition there it sounds like and by the way whoever is going to win their weight and
0: meat will come in on friday morning and get weighed the weigh-in is friday morning and if your weight is not matching what you're telling us you weigh no No meat meat for for you. you yeah
2: my name is megan barnett from glendale arizona I weigh about 120 pounds, and my favorite meat is ribeye and bratwurst. Something I got growing up with my dad. Yeah,
0: Br- brats. Bratwurst is kind of meat. We don't really know what's in ah, it. Ah, brats are great. Yeah,
1: but you know, actually, we have we haven't had people mention hot dogs and stuff. We had hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Nobody said hot dogs. Yeah,
0: there's a reason. Yeah.
2: Hi, my name is Mark Gaetrest. I weigh 228 pounds. I'm calling from Chandler, Arizona. My favorite meat is petite steaks, the sirloins. I cook them seven minutes on each side in direct heat. <laughs> I believe in sharing.
0: Wow! Look at you. Wow! Share, share—that's fair. I don't see any. I don't see any petite sirloins on the front steps of the radio station this morning. <laughs> that's right. Just saying.
2: Amber. Barton. I weigh one forty-five. Calling from Glendale, Arizona. My favorite meat is steak because it's good and it's bloody. What?
1: Poor kid. Poor kid. You ready? That's the kid needs to win her weight in a robot tussle. Amber.
2: (laughs) That's my favorite. Amber.
0: it, I sound, wait one. it sounds like at the beginning that that's the beep for the for the message. It's not. It's her kid.
1: Actually, to me, to me, that that one sounds like the beginning, the harmonica of "Love
0: Me Do" from the Beatles. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> it's possible. So there, uh, when you're waiting meat, we're gonna be giving it away thanks to Von Hansen's meat, 602-476-1807. If you wanna, if you wanna add your name to the list of potential meat recipients. Yeah. Nice gonna, job. We, we'd like to give you our meat. Well, it's not our meat, it's Von Hansen's meat. Yeah, nice
1: job, Von Hansen's And there are there are limitations. The official rules are up at KSlex.com. You know, if you're if you're four hundred pounds, you're not winning all that meat. All right. There's there's a limit on the, the we have a gift card to give away. Trust us. You're going to get a lot of meat out of this gift yeah,
0: card. But, you know, they, look, the, the government says that the heaviest you should be at a large human being is like 191, 195 pounds. We're going above that, but we're not going to 400 pounds. It's just we don't have that kind of budget. No. You know, it'd be like winning your weight in gas, which, you, of course, if you get the right meat, you'll have plenty of gas. Right. Do you hear that, King Kong Bundy?
1: <laughs> On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era. The NFL debuts in Germany
2: live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks touchdown Tampa Bay. DK and the Seahawks. Put the ball up,
1: making a catch. Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday Morning Football live from Munich. Sunday at 9:30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause
0: Now it's time for us to give you something called the Mark and Interpol Dumbass of the Day. This is a story of such stupidity that we have to award it a title, yes a championship. Indeed. This person will be known as champion. Dumbass of the Day. Absolutely. Saturday night in Pflugerville, Texas. Jesus Christ. Pflugerville, Texas. Oh, it's spelled with a P? You betcha. Yeah, uh, that this sounds, is That's the sound you make when you spin your, your your wad of chew out. <laughs> that's right. Pfluger. Yep.
1: This was actually a couple of Saturdays ago in Paflugerville. Yeah. When 29-year-old Angela Yates pulled up outside the Lava Java coffee shop. That sounds hot. And inside she went. But trust me, Angela was not there for the coffee. No? Nope. Saturday night at Lava Java was gambling night. What? Yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly the reaction I expected. You know, like, they have gambling... Where, you know you coffee shops where you can gamble in Texas? Well, well, that's some not, that is some, not some, some really some lenient yeah, some lenient gambling
0: laws going yeah, on there.
1: Not really. Lava Java was running an Ill- illegitimate casino operation. Oh no! And, uh, and very much like Loverboy, Angela was loving every, every minute, minute of it.
0: it. Of course she was. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: After she had been there for about two hours, though, that's when the night went bad. Because this was the night when the police busted
0: Lava Java's you know, that's illegal the, gambling operation. That's the night the lights went down in Pflugerville. Yes. Yeah. Vicki Lawrence, if I'm not mistaken. Is it really? The
1: reason the cops were there was because of a tip called in about a car in the parking
0: lot. I thought it was just the random fact that it's a coffee shop and the, co- and the cops would be there well, randomly anyway. Well, uh, the car that a tip was called
1: in about was Angela's car. Is Angela a police officer? No. Oh, no, because no. that would have been funny. No, Angela's car was the one that had been out there for two hours since she started gambling inside, and there was something weird about her car. It was on fire. No, oh. no. It was a very
0: young child Oh no,
1: inside the car.
0: Well, it's take your kids to illegal gambling night at the Lava Java in Pflugerville Day, of course. Yeah. Uh, this is Texas
1: in June. <laughs> this could be very dangerous, of course. We sure. all know this. And mm-hmm. you know, you're thinking about a kid in a hot car. But don't worry, Angela had that covered. How so? Uh, well, she left the car running with the AC on. Of course, yeah. well, wouldn't do, but
0: that's the smart thing to yeah. do. Well,
1: that's let, what any responsible
0: parent yeah, would course. do. Of course, Otherwise, the five-year-old's going to be uncomfortable. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I hope that car was a standard so the kid couldn't drive it. Yeah. yeah, think about it. Five-year-old alone in a car. What could possibly go wrong? What could go wrong, uh-huh. right? Let me guess, was Angela drinking at the lava java as well i'm guessing i don't think that an illegal gambling establishment would serve alcohol do you no they don't have a liquor license uh, that's a good That'd point be illegal yep so uh yeah
1: uh that about does it for gambling night at lava java <laughs> if you were planning on making that part of your Damn it, but i
0: had my my road trip to pflugerville <laughs> was
1: you just really sea blocked it yep and uh by the way, nothing did go wrong, thank God the it' yes. was okay. But, man, yeah. so many things could have gone yeah. wrong. Wow. Um, Angela, of course, is an early candidate for Mother of the Year. Is she now? And she is a definite winner of the Mark and the Interpol Dumbass of the Day. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. <laughs> yep. It was sponsored by Roadrunner Harley Davidson. <laughs> Roadrunnerharley.com is where you can find them to check out the state's largest inventory of pre-owned Harleys.
0: When you're waiting meat, when you're waiting meat, when you're waiting meat. Uh, here's what we're doing. Uh, we're going to give you your waiting meat thanks to Vaughn Hansen's meats and uh, all you have to do is give us a call at 602-476-1807. Tell us your name how much you weigh and what your favorite meat is. And uh, and somebody is going to be weighed in on Friday and get their weight in meat. Yeah, let's mention deadlines and limits here, shall we? Yeah, there are some limits. I mean, let's right, face so, it. You know, so, so if, I, star, if you've ever been on My 700 hundred pound Life, you're probably <laughs> not going to win your weight in meat.
1: Yeah, we kind of worked it out, you know, price of chopped beef. And, uh, you know, kind of worked out what would, like, you know, 200 pounds of that be. So you get a gift card from Von Hansen's. Which is kick-ass. And uh, tomorrow morning at 10, we'll shut down this phone line. Which is good. You know, Guido is happy about that, because yep. he's just been getting oh. hammered with phone calls. We'll pick a random winner, and that person will, like you said,
0: come in and get weighed on Friday morning. Get their weight in meat. Yeah, Roy Chamberlain. I'm
2: from
0: Phoenix, Arizona. What? I weigh 268 pounds. And my favorite is bone-in, or Bone out western back ribs corks. I love them. They are best when
2: you barbecue them or put on some good old fashioned Scotch barbecue sauce you get out of Goldsboro, North Carolina. They are the best.
0: All right, all right. We have to take thank your thank you, Roy. Take your your word for it, Roy.
2: Hi, my name is Lisa Myrick. I weigh about 160 pounds, about. And my favorite meat would be a good thick filet mignon because yeah. they are just absolutely juicy and delicious. Thank you.
0: I will say this about the filet mignon. Oh, so good. Overrated. No. no Overrated because no. I, I, it's not marbled the way,
1: like, See, you know. I don't. I don't like the marbling. You know, it cracks in your teeth and <laughs> I don't care yes, for it.
0: But, yes, but look at the sheen. <laughs> look at the sheen. It's so beautiful. Uh, well, we have some more. Filet yet. mignon. I, name is I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that's our first mention of filet mignon. Uh no, there was somebody. Uh, uh, I think our first day, Brad mentioned filet mignon, but he mentioned it in passing. Brisket is way up there on yeah, the list. Brisket is oh, yeah. is getting a lot more, and we did find out from uh, our Jewish consultant of the radio for the radio station. <laughs> he did say that brisket is in fact ethnic meat. He also reminded us that he can say that and we can't. Ah, yes. So we have to be very careful lest we be considered anti-Semitic. Ethnic meat is a great band. By yes, the way. I, I saw them at the Mason Job. Yeah,
2: I imagine you did. Hey, back My name in 93. is Kristen. I weigh one hundred eighty. Five pounds. I'm calling from Glendale. My favorite meat is prime rib. Yeah, because my husband said so.
0: All right. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, She is from Glendale. You better do what your husband says. Oh man, he's got it going on, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, This what I love. I'm not even going to tell you. I mean, this is a voicemail from Peaches. Hi guys. Uh, I'm calling for my wife. Her name is Peaches. (laughs) So I'm 290. She wants to know, you know, we could use my weight, but if not, you keep piece in the house she's like 137 well she loves ribeye and prime rib prime rib she's a little on the well-done side the ribeye she likes it like a medium rare i cook it rare for her so that way she really has a real true taste of it she usually uh you know is very talkative so she went she has a lot of wine and stuff like that wait but early in the morning she's kind of shy <laughs> so she asked me to call
1: all right, all right. All right. Well, so that here- is, the, he's two ninety, she's one thirty-seven. Sir, do not roll over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I, I also found it interesting that um, you know to keep peace in the house, he's giving he's giving a different number. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to say this about that, too. A prime rib is one of the only meats that I can eat any way that it's cooked. I'm not a prime rib fan. I like prime rib because it is so marbled that no matter how you cook it, it's still sort of tender and falls off. You know what I mean? Like, you can't really sort of overcook prime rib. It's really a sloppy, greasy hunk of meat. It's prime fat is what it is. Yes, and that's what makes it so good. Uh, It's gross. But I usually like my my meat rare or black and blue, you know, killed on the outside and bleeding inside side but prime rib that's one of those ones that i'm willing to go with any way you want to make it i'll eat it
1: while we've been doing the win your weight in meat thing one of the favorites that has come up a few times is ribs, am I right?
0: Yeah, I I'm a country style ribs guy like because the, they're bigger and they tend to have a little bit more fat on them and they cook better, they're juicier than the regular baby back ribs or well, I also happen to like beef ribs, big the big beef rib. Well, let's talk about breaking ribs. Oh. Like Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. That's a completely different kind of rib. It is. I'm guessing there's not a whole lot. I don't know if you've taken a good look at Tommy. Most of the meat on his body is in another location. It's not <laughs> on his ribs. It tends to be a little emaciated looking. I saw
1: looking. the TV show, yeah. yes. Uh, but uh, he broke four ribs, and they just—the oh. reason I mentioned it is because whenever you break a rib, there's always some kind of story. His was—he uh, was carrying luggage to the car because he and his wife were leaving I think they were in Nashville. They were going back somewhere. Oh, like b uh,
0: Airbnb or something like that.
1: Whatever. A driver pulled up, an Uber guy, and yeah. he didn't get out to help them with the luggage. So he carried it all and he tripped going down a step right outside this cottage they were in. Landed uh, obviously on something i don 't know if it was a rock or could've a step land, or a luggage. landed on the luggage, yeah and yeah. the yeah. luggage so, will
0: break your ribs, broke four ribs and that's, it's, that 's it's, a
1: lot that, yeah that 's a real lot and it 's even just one is super uncomfortable
0: i broke a, I cracked a rib, I cracked it you know lengthwise when I had my motorcycle accident years ago, uh, and I will tell you there 's nothing you can do about it, man you sneeze no. or if you yawn or you roll over in bed or uh, you laugh like you don 't realize how much pressure you put on that you know your breathing cavity area, the chest cavity. Until you crack something. Everything in it. you do. Yeah, it yeah, sucks. I, I broke one. I've, I've broken several,
1: but I broke one uh, playing basketball. I played basketball for years, uh, you know, rec-, rec ball on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. And right. in a scrum for the ball, a loose ball on the floor, it was between me and a guy who was stronger.
0: <laughs> love, you know that it's funny cuz some morning shows would tell you that oh I was in a battle with somebody like that and I came out the victor not this one No I'm honest I, They're like nope I it was such a like
1: you know, we're fighting for the ball. He gets the leverage, pulls it away, and I still have my arms outstretched. Right, and I go flat on the floor. Oh. You know, landed flat on the floor. Yeah, that hurts. Uh, I was on my knees already, but I, you know, no, I get it. And so, wham, one broken one there. The other one's a taekwondo thing that I can tell you about in a little bit. But I, we, I think we already have another story here. All right, what do you got? So, all right, you broken a
0: rib. I've had one from snowboarding. That was plenty enough. <laughs> Coughing, laughing. Not, not how did you how did seven. you hurt it how
1: did you hurt it snowboarding? Did you fall?
0: Avoiding another person on the backside of a jump. You gonna land on him? I took evasive maneuvers. Evasive maneuvers. What are you <laughs> top gun? <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to get run over with a sharp edge of a snowboard. Oh, no, I know. I'm I'm just joking with you. It's no joke. I've fallen off a snowboard several times. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Um, Snowboarding, not my forte. Yep. Evasive (laughs) maneuvers. Stat. Evasive maneuvers. Yeah. Quick. I can imagine he's just about to crash into somebody else on the Black Diamond Trail, and all of a sudden that little thing comes up like the Terminator. Potential opportunities. Yes. Evasive maneuver choices. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think we got somebody else.
2: Hey, good morning. Hi. Um, I have broken almost every single rib in the same day.
1: How many? What were you doing? Almost. Oh,
2: well, I didn't break a few. In a motorcycle accident, I broke forty one bones that mm, day.
1: Yeah, motorcycle accident. Uh, That's boy. how I broke my rib. Forty one bones. What was the biggest one? Uh my spinal cord. Oof. That's a big bone. I- <laughs>
2: Yeah, I have two rods and 26 pins now that hold it together. Giggity. (laughs) And you'd never know to look at me. You would not even know.
1: If you have a bathing suit on, is it evident on your back that there's been work done inside?
2: Oh, yes. I have a zipper from my
1: neck to my rear end. Oh, damn. Well, we're glad you're here to listen. We really are. Hey, me too. You know what? And I have a great life. Healing is part mental. It is part mental.
0: It's mostly physical, though. Yeah, especially when you got a zipper. <laughs> yeah, when from your butt to yeah, your neck. Yeah, you screw up your spinal cord. Your healing is mostly physical. <laughs> that's a rough one right yeah. there. But hey, glad you're with us. Yeah, no, that's great. So. And man, yeah, we got off we got off the ribs onto the back there. But no, what well, the thing yeah. is, ribs are you know not only are they tasty, they're painful. Oh my god, yeah. You know the, the conversation about meat brought up ribs, and then that conversation sort of moved to real ribs as opposed to meat ribs because Tommy Lee, who has real thin meats, broke four of them uh, during an, a vacation excursion, and it's kept him from playing his full set as part of the um, the stadium tour. But it got us to thinking. You know, I, I've done it. Mark's done it. I mean, a lot of people have broken their ribs. It's like a broken toe. The doctor looks at <laughs> it, and goes, looks at it and goes, "Yep, it's broke." And you go, yep. "Well, what are we going to do to fix it?" Yeah. Wait. Yep. That's what you're gonna do. You're gonna wait and see what happens. Yeah. I, here, another time I broke them
1: was in in Taekwondo. We did a a drill where you put on like a padded vest and you hold your hands over your head. You lace your fingers behind your head like you're gonna get arrested. Yeah. Right. And then a guy just kicks and kicks and kicks into your ribs, but you're all padded, except if he misses the pads and goes a little high, and hits your ribs. Ow. Ow, ow! That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about you? When would you break them?
2: My, uh, when I used to do my amateur motocross on a Friday night, <laughs> the first time I ever got a hole shot, I fell down in front of the pack. Mm-hmm. And the guy second place used me for traction. He <laughs> broke three of my ribs.
1: Oh, <laughs> you know, they, there's a key word in that phrase. Which is? Amateur.
0: Yeah. For those people that don't know what a hole <laughs> shot is, a hole shot is when you're all lined up for a race and they drop the gate and you end up in the front like you you're right there you're right there in the front you're right in the, you're in the prime place and then when you go down and they just start rolling over you like cattle like the running of the bulls only mm-hmm. on motorcycles yeah yeah, that'll break a rib or two happens at marathons yeah not fun lot, you know you'll yeah, see that not a fun thing no um, nice job evil
2: all right how about you hey i was uh riding my motorcycle to work back in 2017 and got hit by a yard truck Oof. when they hit me it broke all the ribs on my right side and made swiss cheese out, out of my right lung Ugh. So to remedy that, uh, the hospital put in some titanium ribs to give me some skeletal structure so I don't slump. And it still hurts today.
1: Wow. You have a whole side of titanium ribs. I do. That's usually very expensive. Yeah.
2: I never order that. It was very expensive. <laughs> yeah, tough to digest and the, that. And the bummer is, two years later, I was riding to the Legion, and I got hit by a Cadillac, and that broke my
0: neck and my pal pelvis. What's wrong with you? So wow. I'm, I'm done riding in this town. Yeah. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, stay off the roads.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean riding mo- riding motorcycles is a dangerous endeavor you are out there and exposed that's why every time i see somebody wearing like you know flip flops and shorts i'm just like all right natural selection yeah it's it hurts being on a a motor i've had my motorcycle accident everybody goes down once it hurts another discussion for another day but what does that guy do at metal detectors
1: interesting he beeps is what he does i would assume so yeah (laughs) but uh yeah that's that's an interesting discussion right there
0: Let's open up the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Well, let's welcome back to the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge, Brad the Rush Nerd. Ooh, he's good. Yeah. All right, so here we are. Uh, five questions. Whoever gets more right will graduate. If you don't get the uh, five questions right more than Mark, Brad, you will have to announce to everybody that you failed out of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, well, I'll give it a go. All right, first things first. Kick Mark out of the studio.
2: And you make like the Tampa Bay Lightning and go away from here.
0: All right, then, Brad. Good luck to you. Not the best analogy you could have used, Brad, but okay. We'll go with that one. Brad, question number one. Which group was formed from Linda Ronstadt's backing musicians? Was it the band, Kansas, Molly Hatcher, or the Eagles? The Eagles. Question number two. On the cover of Who Are You... Keith Moon is sitting in the producer's chair. What does it say on the back of the producer's chair?
2: That chair says not to be taken away, which is quite ironic, because shortly after that, he was.
0: Question number three, who sings Ready for Love? Uh, Bad Company, I believe. Question number four, which Hall of Fame rock star was born Patricia May Andrzejewski in 1953?
2: I lost on that one. All right, that's okay. Question
0: number five: Who was ten years after's lead guitar player? Alvin Lee. All right, let's see if uh, how Mark does here. Let's
2: see how Brad did today.
0: Yeah, Mark is uh, is back. <clears throat> Question number one, Mark. All right. What was one group that was formed from Linda Ronstadt's backing musicians? Was it the band Kansas, Molly Hatchet, or the Eagles? Eagles. It is one-to-one. Question number two. On the cover of Who Are You, Keith Moon sitting in the producer's chair. What does it say on the chair? Who? It's two-to-one. Question number three. uh. Who sings Ready for Love? Well, there is a version of Ready for Love by Bad Company. And so it is three to, I mean, three to two, yeah. Question number four. Which Hall of Fame rock star was born Patricia May Andrzejewski in 1953? Pat Benatar. It is three to three. Yes. Question (laughs) number five. All right. Who was 10 years after his lead guitar player? Alvin Lee. We have a tie. All right, so, Bad. so Brad missed Pat well, Benatar, huh? Pat, yeah, he missed Pat Benatar, but you missed Keith Moon. What is it? What does it say on the chair? Not to be taken away. That's right. And then a few months later, Keith he Moon was, taken was in away. fact taken away. And, and an interesting fact about that is he's sitting backwards in the
1: chair, and the reason being the back of the chair was used to cover his ample gut.
0: Yeah, he was fat and bloated and drunk. Yeah, and soon dead. And so, nobody has to announce anything because we end up with a tie. Good job, Brad.
2: Well, it's always a pleasure. You know, we must do this again sometime down the road. Sounds good.
0: All I know is that he kept you one more day away from your 200th win. I can still hit 200 by the end of the week.
1: Yeah. Well, if I win tomorrow and Friday,
0: I got to win out. You got to win out, and then, or you're gonna have to wait until after vacation because we're going on vacation. I know it's gonna be torture.
2: Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Oh, 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time.
1: Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better... Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to.